days from Christmas, and some in our church and in our community have little peace right now. We've been finding the treasure in Christmas this month, and in the Advent candle tells the story of the coming of the Messiah that they looked forward to for centuries, centuries. The Messiah is coming. Who's coming? Jesus. And the four candles, first was the hope candle, and then the preparation candle as we led closer and closer to the fulfillment of God's promises. And then last week was the joy candle, and this week that all leads up to the peace candle. Peace. A wonderful thing about the gospel that's missing in the world. Well, we have two treasures in Christmas today to look at that will lead us to God's greatest gift, peace on earth. Let's look at those. They're in your bulletin sermon notes if those help you follow along. Everything will be on the screen as well. Our treasure number one that we find in the Bible is that God puts guides in our lives. God used the angels to guide the shepherds to Jesus. And you know the shepherds never would have found him without those guides. Then God used stars to guide the wise men to find the promised Messiah, Jesus. We got a good look at the shepherds' encounter with the angels today in the, in the drama. The shepherds would still have been on the fields in Bethlehem and never met Jesus had it not been for the guides that God provided, right? Well, let's consider the wise men. Let's read where they enter Christmas. The fourth candle is also called the angel candle as well. Um, Matthew 2, 1 through 5 says this, the account of the wise men. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, the capital city, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And of course, that was brand new information to King Herod, who got very concerned, nervous, petty, angry, the text says, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ is to be born. So they, the priests, looked in Scripture at the prophets and said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. So let's see what's going on here real quick. The wise men, or magi, lived in a time when people looked to the stars for answered, answers. And God sovereignly made the star of Bethlehem appear and get their attention and worked in their heart for them to follow it to find the promised Messiah who was coming. And when they arrived in Jerusalem, they thought, surely this is where the star has taken us, to the capital city, the great mighty Jerusalem. They were informed by King Herod's priests that no, the prophecies say Bethlehem. And the Magi, the wise men, would never have thought to go there, this little small country town in the middle of nowhere, for the great Messiah's birth. And so they went there, and indeed they found Jesus, the Messiah. Had it not been for God's guides of the star and then the prophecies, they never would have found Jesus. 2,000 years later, we still need guides in our lives 
in order for us to find salvation, life, Jesus, the Savior. Without those guides in our lives, we would never find. We'd be too lost in our own ignorance and our own self-consumption to ever find the good news of salvation. Here's the good news. The God who sent the angels, the stars, and the prophecies, he still wants us to find Jesus today. And so he sends us guides today. Now, he doesn't use stars so much. You know, no, probably nobody in this room followed a star to their salvation. What he uses today is his Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit's conviction of our souls. Would you listen to the Holy Spirit ministering to your soul, drawing you in, convicting you? He also uses other people to speak truth into our lives. And he uses his church where we gather to worship him and tell about him, to point to Jesus as the answer to every reason that you don't have peace, the solution to every problem in your life. Praise God for the guides he puts in our lives and where they have led us. And they've led us to our next treasure. This is where they've led us. And my challenge for everyone here today is that this Christmas and every day after for the rest of your lives is to wonder, as the shepherds did, at the gospel. Our treasure number two today is wonder at the gospel. Wonder at the gospel, all those who, we have two categories of people here today. And we all need to wonder at the good news of Jesus. The first category is those who are without peace. Is that you today? Are you filled with anxiety, stress, pain, depression, conflict with people in your life, unforgiveness, bitterness, despair of any kind just five days before Christmas? Maybe it's a condition that you have or an argument that you've had, abuse that you've received or abuse that you've given, guilt and shame from all of it, any of it. The good news that God has guided you today here to hear is that God's gospel of Jesus is the gospel of peace. He is your solution today. Hang them on the tree, like we hung that red ball ornament, all our sins and concerns on to Jesus, the tree of life. You can do that today. In Philippians 4, 7 says, and the peace of God, listen to this, which surpasses all understanding. You know, that's a polite way of saying, which blows your mind. It's like, how can I in this messy life have so much peace? That's what God gives you. Through Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Maybe fear is causing you to be without peace. I want to address fear because it's a big part of the text that we, that we looked at today. In Luke 2, 8 through 20, this classic Christmas story, which my wife read. I'm so proud of her. That's not her uh, main gift to get up in front of people. Praise God, Sarah. You did great. I love it. So the wife, or the, uh, the wife, the passage, <laughs> love my wife, have I said that? Okay, so the passage that she read is the classic Christmas story. I mean, Linus reads it every, every Christmas in, uh, in the Charlie Brown, and it becomes really familiar to us. 
But listen, if hearing this passage only gives you the warm and fuzzies because you just picture Charlie Brown and all your nostalgia over the years, if that all it gives you, then you're missing the point of the passage. Look again at the text. The passage begins with fear, with terror. Verses 8 and 9, let's look at it again. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Listen, look at this with new eyes. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Literally, the Greek there says they feared with great fear. When the glory of the Lord shines on us in its true and pure form, it is terrifying. Because listen to this men, women, and children love the darkness. We do. It's exciting to us. It's stimulating to us. Our friends are doing it. We're drawn every day, throughout the day, to the darkness. And when the glory of the Lord penetrates us, it's terrifying to our human nature, as it should be, as it must be. But God doesn't just leave it there. He says next, verse 10, the angel said to them, fear not, fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Again, if you're afraid of anything here today, it's because you haven't taken a hold of Jesus' gospel. The gospel isn't just useful for the moment you trust Jesus and then it's not useful. No, the gospel is for you every moment of every day for the rest of our lives, for the rest of eternity. The good news of Jesus' gospel. The coming of Jesus that we celebrate at Christmas is the end of fear. Brothers and sisters, say amen. The amen and claim that as your own, which is what we see in verse 11. Four, you see that word four? This is the announcement because the angel said, Fear not, behold the gospel, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Jesus came down to us that we celebrate on Christmas to be our conquering Savior. But make no mistake about this. Right here. The reason for Christmas is Easter. The reason for Christmas is Easter. Make, make no mistake about this, that the enemy wants to keep Jesus as a little baby. You understand that? He says, hey, Jesus is fine with me as long as he stays powerless in your life. But that little baby grew up, didn't he? He grew up to be the Messiah, God in the flesh, who God promised us he'd be. In his becoming a human and living a perfect life, he became the perfect spotless sacrificial lamb that would be the only sacrifice worthy to take all of our sins away and make us new and spiritually alive, make us his, invite us into his life. And so we wonder at this good news like the shepherds did. And I want to ask and encourage you to reclaim that sense of wonder in your homes, in your hearts, this Christmas. All of us together. All that fear, all that lack of peace ends when you put your trust in Jesus and then continue to look at him in wonder. Have you? Have you put your trust in Jesus? You can today. If you haven't, you can right now. He's done all the work. He is the conquering Savior. He has won the war. 
And he offers his gift of salvation to you. And if you have, trust me, I know, it's easy to take your eyes off of him. Get your eyes back on him. And you will become the second category of people that we have here today. Wonder at the gospel, all of those who have peace. Do you have full peace in God right now? I I think a lot of you do. And so do I. I love it. Maybe not every second of every day. But overall, I do. Praise God. And so did the shepherds. They got to that place. When the shepherds were filled with Jesus' peace, what did they do? And this we see in the final verse of the passage, verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Even if people thought they were insane, and some probably did, they were filled with peace. And they proclaimed the source of this peace, Jesus, the Messiah. So like the shepherds this Christmas in your homes, be filled with the peace of the gospel. But let it spill out of your homes. Take that to your schools. Take that to your neighborhoods. Take that to your workplaces. I am filled with Jesus' peace. Take that to the world, just like the shepherds. Tell everyone about it. So in conclusion, again, two treasures today is that God puts guides in our lives. That's how he led us and leads us and others to Jesus. And when we find him, we wonder at his majesty, at his gospel, and the peace that gives our lives, that surpasses all understanding, blows our minds. And therefore, here are next steps to take this week, Community Grace family and friends. All five are on the screen. You can try to write them down real quick. I would just say, think of what this would look like as you do these five things this week. First, calm down so you can worship. Don't let any of the enemies or the distractions or even the good things replace the great thing. To worship God. Number two, if you do Christmas presents, most of us do. If you do, wrap baby Jesus and open him first from your nativity scene. This has become, honestly, our favorite family tradition over the years to do this. This baby, as you open up baby Jesus, is the reason for all the other gifts. What a great time to worship, a great way to worship and set aside an otherwise uh, potentially self-centered holiday. Number three, invite someone to Christmas Eve and our, second, our new second service. Uh, at this point, notice the, there's a little bundle of five packs in each grouping of chairs, so you don't have to reach far to find one. Uh, there's a, there's a five-pack of invitation cards to Community Grace on January 3rd when the second service, the two-service schedule kicks off. There's also a five-pack of the church business cards with the updated information. We'd like to encourage you to always have those on you in case you have a divine appointment. And you know they're out there throughout the week. So give those out. Try to give all five out. There's a a bunch more stacks, the five-pack bundles in the back at the connections table. Uh, It's a great, sweet habit to uh, give those out everywhere you go and invite people. You're a guide for people to meet Jesus. Fourth, look for someone hurting to bless. This is always convicting, and we pray all the time. And God answers this prayer. There are people hurting all around. Share the joy of Christmas with them. Bless them somehow. God leads you to that. You pray that prayer, and he answers. And if you are hurting, 
Call out to Jesus now more than ever before and allow the church to come alongside you and help as well. And one way to do that, to bless people, is to participate in the Christmas offering. One of our elders said this week, I wrote it down, he said, in the process of us giving, it helps us to know the God who gives better. I love that. And, and any time you've ever given, uh, you'll experience this. Wow, this is how the generous God is. Well, we're fully transparent with the money that comes in for the Christmas offering that's over and above giving from your normal giving. Uh, let's do that. We had a great start. It goes through the end of January, and you will be a part of great things that this church does with that. And, and you'll get to know God who's generous and who gives even better. Well, heading into Christmas, may the wonder of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, always increase in this place. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much for, <laughs> for the incarnation, for coming to be one of us so that we can know who you are, so you can relate to us, so that you not only save us and bring us new life, but you don't just leave us as babies. No, you walk along with us every step of the way. I pray that that is reclaimed in every heart here today, every single one of us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that Jesus left that ensures that we are able to be close to you any moment of the day. We claim that now in this church and pray that you'll bless the rest of our week. Heading into the Christmas Eve service here and far beyond, we're um, grateful children of yours. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen.